0: morning. We welcome you to the Marysville 3CU Church, and I'm glad you're joining online. I'm always wondering who's listening, so again, send us an email at contact at marysville3cu.org. Our message title today is, Are You in awe of Your Husband? Are You in All of Your Husband? And, um, You know, we spent several weeks on message topics around men, husbands, and fathers. And for some of you, you knew this day was coming, that there would be something about the women, or something about wives, or something about mothers. But are you in all of your husbands? Now some of you are listening to that, and your first inclination, if your first inclination is to say, you're reaching over and you're, you're uh, telling somebody, or you've got something funny you want to tell somebody about, yeah, right, I'm all of my husband. This might be a long sermon for you. Um, so let's turn to Ephesians 5, 33. Wives, who do you respect? More specifically, who causes you to be in awe, to be awestruck. We watched um, a video series. We had a, a series on relationships months ago, I think it was, in our Sunday school uh, gathering. And um, it's that, oh, that, what makes you go, wow. And, and the person that we were watching, they had like a Stradivarius, an old Stradivarius, and it was that thing, is, oh, that's wow. You know, you go to, you go to see something and it's either pretty or you have something that's uh, inspiring or grand fireworks and you're like, oh, wow. And so, are you in awe of your husband? So, we're going to turn to Ephesians 5.23. Ephesians 5.23. Now, I said that wrong. Ephesians 5.33. Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband, respects her husband. Lord, we ask that you'd be with us in this message, help it to be beneficial to our hearers as we focus on the wives today, as you know, we focused on the men and and husbands and fathers But as we focus on the wives today, may they receive the message you have for them. May our delivery be clear and concise and obedient to your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Husbands are to love their wives as themselves. In the culture that Paul was um, talking to at that time, that was not a normal activity, a normal expectation that they were to love their wives as themselves. Think about this. If, if a husband's to love his wife as himself, what if the husband doesn't have a healthy co- self concept of, his, of himself? Don't you think that will affect his ability to love others and to reach out to others? Well, let's reach back, we'll come back here, here to Ephesians, but I think this is the good point. To, let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 19. So we're going to look at, we're going to hop around a little bit, but it's going to be in Proverbs chapter 19, and then two verses in Proverbs 21, and a, a, um, a verse in Proverbs 25, and then Proverbs 27. But you're going to pick up that they are very similar as we read them. Proverbs 19:13 A foolish son is the ruin of his father. And the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Now the continual dripping is like if you have a faucet dripping and how that can be annoying. And we word the contentious the word contentious is is uh, argumentative. Or prone to start an argument. Other translations might use some of these words a little bit differently, but Proverbs 21. Just flip the page. Proverbs 21 verse 9. Or you can flip through your phone or you change the index, whichever whatever kind of Bible you're using. Proverbs 21, verse 9. Better to dwell in a corner of a house stop than in a house shared with a contentious woman, a contentious woman. Let's go over to Proverbs 21.19, better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman, an argumentative, one that prone to cause arguments, an angry wilderness. Better be in the wilderness. Proverbs 25.24. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Proverbs twenty seven fifteen. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Wow. I wonder if the wilderness or the corner of the house is like the garage or the barn or the Whatever that men, escape, or the man cave, that's his wilderness, that men escape to. Hmm. Now they might just like to be working on things, but maybe this argumentative, contentious wife, just just picking on things, just stirring it up. It's just easier for him to be someplace else. Easy for him to be someplace else. than to get in arguments or, you know, in some of the translations, you might run across the word nagging. And if you tie that in with respect, can you imagine a husband who's disrespected all the time? Can you imagine a husband that's his wife's argumentative all the time? Can you imagine why he might want to not spend a lot of time with her if all he's going to get is arguments, argumentative and disrespected? Can you imagine that as he goes to some restaurant with the other guys, or he goes someplace. Maybe he goes to work. That if he gets more respect from the women at work than he gets from you, that he might enjoy his time more with the women at work than he enjoys with you. Can you imagine if a man is on a trip? He's on a business trip, and while he's on a business trip, that there's the occasion that he needs to go out to eat. And and the person that's traveling or the salesperson that's there. Do you know some of these companies tend to send out women to meet with men to make sales? Or to go to lunch. But imagine he's traveling and he's, he's out traveling and he goes out on a, a meal together and... The lady he's traveling with, separate rooms, separate everything, but they go to supper together or, or meeting with somebody and they're eating together. That when she respects him and laughs at his jokes or gives him the benefit of the doubt or says how nice he looks or uplifts her, can you imagine? He might actually enjoy that time. He might forget being back home with his contentious wife, he may not miss home as much. Now you know the rest of that story is a lot of times that leads into other activities. And it has broken up a home or two. But can you imagine that? Now don't go and ask your husband, do you think I'm argumentative? Do you think I'm a contentious? Do you think I nag? you think I disrespect you? You've created a trap for him. He can't win. Because if he's honest and says, Yes, you are. Guess what? He just became the target again, of another argument. It's all his fault again. If he says, No, you're not, then what you're going to do is you're going to ask him again and again, until he finally says yes. And then once he says yes, then you're going to nail him for it again. And then it becomes his fault. You know if you're contentious or not. Don't look for an out and excuse to say, well, I'm that way because he. No, you're that way because you. You might be telling yourself now, I'm trying to figure out why it's not you being contentious, but maybe the person you're arguing with is not only yourself, but you're trying to argue with the Holy Spirit saying, you know... You know what you're supposed to be doing. Are you in awe of your husband? Are you in awe and respect respect him? Did you ever respect him? If you never really respected him, then maybe you shouldn't have married him. But now that you've married him, God has expectations that you do. Now you may not respect Him internally, but you shouldn't disrespect Him in your conversations with Him. You shouldn't disrespect Him in front of other people. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Again, I wonder if if his self-confidence is low because the most, most significant woman in his life has told him how worthless he is, or how wrong he is, or like he's just every other man. I do get tired of hearing, you know how men are. No, not all men are whatever you're trying to say they are. If you're cutting him down, how do you expect him to be able to respond to you? He's not gonna have that confidence you want, you pushed him down. It wouldn't hurt to give the guy a compliment once in a while. Let me get you in the right mode for this. Let's imagine that you're, you and your uh, husband are someplace and you're with the, some other couples and you turn and you say, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, we, we've got our baby now and stuff like that, but she's still got a lot of baby fat. Can you see how fat she is? Wouldn't that be mean? How many times have women cut down their husbands in front of everybody? Yeah, he, you know how he is. Do you get the sense if he said something about you being fat, how that would make you feel, but yet you expect him to just take it when you cut him down in front of other people? You want him to be intimate with you. He struggles with that intimacy and emotional intimacy, but when he shares things with you, how does he not know that you're just not going to go tell it when you're with the ladies? He's so stupid, he thinks that I want this, that, or the other thing. He's maybe even trying. And what have you done? You've disrespected him. He needs that respect. I've learned over the years, I've, whether I've read it or been trained in it or whatever, the, that self-confidence of that man, again, I said it a few minutes ago, depends on the level of respect the level of what his self-confidence viewed on what the most significant woman in his life thinks about him. Think about that with your sons as well. If you're constantly cutting them down and what they can't do, how you expect them to have confidence in what they can do. You want to raise uh, independent men that can lead their families not someone that's dependent on you for the rest of their lives. You don't want to raise a perpetual son in the sense that they're depending on you, they will need your assistance. But you got to build them up, you got to give them encouragement. You know, a husband has, has fears and concerns, and wouldn't it be great if he could share those with his wife and her to listen to him, not laugh at him? Is it respectful to call out a man's flaws in front of his children? To call out his flaws and his, his personal concerns in front of his grandchildren, to call him out in front of his coworkers, in front of his boss, those people he wants to retain the respect of, or total strangers, and to lump him in with all other men. That's not really a model that for your daughters and your granddaughters and the women around to say, "Hey, this is how you treat those men." You talk about wanting to have fathers and families, to complete the families, to give that support, to have the confidence, to have confident men, and to have the confidence. Ladies, you don't understand what goes through a man's mind. You will talk about a man not understanding a woman. Well, I'll let you tell you, you don't understand necessarily a man. But when a man's dealing with his son, there's a time to back off and let him deal with his son because you don't get it. You need to allow for that. He might talk to him, and he might be stern, but you got to realize that he needs a father. Today's world, well, she's my mother and my father. Children need a father, a strong father that's going to say no. Yeah, but that'll hurt their feelings. Yeah, but that's a little stern. Yeah, but, well, if it's gotten to the point, they need somebody to stand up in front of them that won't back up and be very stern to them. A young boy, when he looks at you, mom, sees someone smaller and weaker than he is. They do. Boys will challenge their mom. And moms wrestle around sometimes with the boys, but they realize that they come to a point... The son's just playing around, but a son can spin spin around and pop his mom in the face or something and hurt her, have no intent, but he doesn't understand his own strength. He can't control it. His hormones are growing, but dad knows where he's headed, and he needs a dad to say, that's enough, and a young boy needs to have a little bit of trepidation that he's really afraid that he physically can't take his dad. Because at some point, it goes through his mind as a teenager. You need to let dad be dad. Yeah, if he's off the t- reservation and he's totally out of control, but you need to have developed the trust and know that sometimes dad is flaring his eyes to get the attention of that boy in his heart. He's in complete control, but that boy needs to be waking up because society, the world, something's going to wake him up. And you'd rather be the father that loves him. The father that the child respects because the mother respects him. You know, if you want your husband to have more respect and more confidence, don't argue at him and complain about him and disrespect him about that he needs more confidence in public. And in public say you know yeah you know how he is he needs to have more self-confidence about himself to do things so that he can go out in public and do more about him and you're complaining about his self-confidence in public that he needs more self-confidence in public you see you need to build him up be in all of him and if he's doing things he ought not then it needs to be in a private setting don't sacrifice him because if you get him build up and you feel proud and that you're proud of him and that he can trust you, he might share more of his intimate feelings with you because you don't respect, disrespect him in public. And you'll find that he's going to, he might stand up a little bit, stand a little bit straighter. But then maybe you'll be able to say, hey, there goes my husband. And if he knows that he can trust you and depend on you, and you're just not looking at an argument you can win, you're not the dripping faucet looking for an argument, and if he says anything, it's another point of an argument. He's trying to live peaceably with you, but you're not giving him the chance. Now if some of you might be listening to this message and say, yeah, but he, what about the man? What's the man got to do? Well, you need to go back and listen to the messages from a few weeks ago. This is not about the men right now. Don't be deflecting. This is about what the Holy Spirit is telling you in your relationship with your husband. If you want to have more out of a relationship with your husband, maybe you need to put a little bit more into the relationship and do less about tearing it apart and more about keeping it together He wants someone to respect him. And if you're not going to do it, he's going to find someone. He wants to live in peace in his household. And if you're not going to do it, then maybe he's going to go out to the garage or go down in the man cave or isolate himself. Not that he can't go down there and watch ball games. He likes to do that sometimes. Not that he can't go work on things. But maybe you need to think about, are you respecting your husband. Let's be standing together. Today's message is kind of a practical message. And maybe it made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe it reminded you to share that respect. Maybe you have been not treating your husband the way you would expect others to treat you. Maybe it's gone to the point that you need to ask God for forgiveness. Maybe it's gone to the point you need to ask God for help. If you want a strong marriage, respect your husband. Don't disrespect him in public. Lord, we ask that you would just be with us. Be with each one that heard this message, and as they lived their lives of marriage with others, that the wives realize the impact they can have on the relationship that they want to have with their husband, that they're undermining it. Give them the strength and the courage to do the right thing. Help them maybe to keep their mouth shut once in a while and bite their tongue. And wait for a private moment. Help them to Lord, to gain that awe and that respect for their husband And at a minimum, though, don't disrespect them. Help them not to be argumentative and trying to score points. Lord, give them the help they need to do what they need to do to maintain their marriages, to present a good example to their children, present good examples to their grandchildren. Lord, we need stronger families, and we need men being strong fathers. We need mothers and fathers working together to bring stability to the family. That place that stabilizes our society. Dear Father, we just pray that you be with us. We thank you, Lord, for hearing this our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As you in the